Welcome to Truth Pudding, your weekly serving of unconventional advice for conscious entrepreneurs and ambitious weirdos looking to create a life of freedom, fun, and fulfillment. Join us, your hosts, Celine DaCosta and myself, Tessa Mack, as we dive deep into some seriously raw and real topics that are far too uncomfortable for most people to ever talk about. This show delivers radical honesty, all while having fun along the way. You'll see. Hello and welcome to Truth Pudding. So question for you, have you ever been in a relationship that you just randomly flung yourself into and then was surprised that it didn't work out so well? Or better yet, how many situations in your life did you fling yourself into or just mindlessly winged that didn't work out so well for you? So that is what today's episode is about, or rather, how can you get very, very clear on what it is that you actually want and enter commitments or situations with intention, with clarity, and with direction so that they do work out well for you. And today, we're gonna talk about something that for some can be a little controversial, which is contracts within relationships without marriage. Hmm. What? What? Is that a thing? (laughs) It is a thing, actually. So, basically, my dear friend Selene and her partner AJ, who we're going to introduce in just a second, I found out within the first month of them dating, made a contract for their relationship. (laughs) And as a dating coach, I must say I was quite taken aback. Like, what the hell are you guys thinking? (laughs) What? Like, it felt so businessy almost, you know? It's like, is this like something you sent to a lawyer? Like, what does yeah. that even mean? Yeah, so um, today we're bringing on my partner, AJ, who's going to introduce himself in just a moment. For us to discuss, and Tessa, who's perfect since she's a dating coach, she'll be questioning us um, to discuss why we created a relationship contract within a month of dating, signed on it, shook on it, and uh, abide by it, um, which is surprised a lot of people and, and had a lot of question marks, but what we're here to share with you, and hopefully you will discover for yourself by the end of this episode, is that when you get very clear and intentional about what it is that you want and ask for it, you get to actually, surprise, surprise, have it. And that is the magic (laughs) of what we're going to be discussing. All right, so let's dive into it. But first, let us introduce the amazing AJ. I wouldn't say I'm not amazing. You're so amazing. (laughs) Thanks for for having me. Are you going to tell us who you are, what you do, why you're here? I would say, I mean... Yes. Usually, I'm just used to being introduced, but I'll, I guess I guess I'll. Why don't you, I'll take, go for why it. Don't you take your power back and introduce All right. yourself? Well, first. my name is AJ. <laughs> <laughs> well, my name is AJ, and I'm a high performance and human optimization expert. And Celine is my partner. And I don't think that having a relationship contract is weird at all. Well, you're a pretty weird guy, but that's beside <laughs> the point. <laughs> he loved it. He loved it from the beginning. I but know, let's, I, the enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> let, let, well, let's start. Let's start from All the right. beginning. As I know, people have right. a lot of questions, and they have yes. had a lot of questions as per our DMs. So let's just dive yes. right in. So I'll be interviewing you two today, and let's just start with the basics. So, Selene and AJ, what is a relationship contract, and why did you decide to create it in your first month of dating? <laughs> well... I'm, t- I'm going to take this one, if you don't okay. mind. Yeah. Sure, honey. We just simply wanted to be clear. Simply wanted to be clear what we want out of the relationship and how we're going to get it. Because, um, again, so we all have contracts in the business world. We actually, I hope most people do. Um, just imagine if you were to meet someone, right? And they tell you, hey, um, in a year, I'm going to pay you, say, $7 million dollars. And all you have to do is just everything that I say and don't question me, right? And just kind of wing it for, the, for a year. Would you actually shake on it? Well, probably not. So we realized that relationship, just like everything else, just like business, has to be intentional. And I'm not comparing, uh, per se, relationship to, to business, but they're, they, they're closely intertwined. They really are. That's a really interesting point, and um, I'm kind of curious. So, is this something you need to be in love 
to actually make one or is it okay maybe if you're just starting out to date and you haven't maybe expressed that yet like is that change anything for you or do you think people could right away jump in even if they just got to know each other I would say yeah by all means like you don't have to reach a certain point in a relationship in order to craft that because if you're if you start the relationship already and you're sharing this human experience together it's like okay so how can I get what I want and how can I understand my partner what my partner wants and actually execute on it it just it just makes everything so much so much easier see clarity is in my opinion is one of the most underrated powers that we underutilize I totally agree with that absolutely and was this something that you brought up to Celine or how did it actually come about oh <laughs> That's yeah. mine. <laughs> Story time. Um, yeah, so we didn't actually go in thinking of this, or, or you, know, I, you know, when we met each other, it's not like I was thinking, let's do a relationship <laughs> contract. Honestly, it wasn't even. It it came through really organically and naturally. It was um, a few weeks in. Me and AJ were talking about our views on marriage and just just generally talking about that as a topic. And I remember that the conversation of prenup came up. And, you know, it's um, just keeping in mind that AJ, like his parents have been married for many, many years and his grandparents for many, many years. And I come from more of a background where my parents were never together. Um, You know, my stepfather walked out on us and I've seen just a lot of divorce, a lot of separation, a lot of just um, unfortunately people screwing each other over. And so um, I have, uh, I would say, quite a strong opinion on prenup. And I remember at first he was a bit like prenup. What? Like what about trust? And I don't know. There was there was a bit of resistance to it when I was talking about it. And then um, you know I remember saying, Hey, hold up, let's rewind. Let me actually explain where this is coming from. And um, what my explanation was is that for me prenup isn't because I wouldn't trust my future spouse or I would think that they would steal from me or any of the sort, but rather it's a, a way for me and my future spouse to sit down and get really, really clear on what the parameters of the relationship are. Because having had a lot of toxic relationships in my past, having been burned and, and being the, somebody who didn't used to have boundaries, didn't used to like say, hey, here's actually what I truly want and would always get um, screwed over for it, I was like, wow, it's so important to me to be able to sit down with my future spouse and say, hey, here's what I actually want in this marriage. Here's what I want it to look like. If for any reason, you know, separation is not what I want, but statistically speaking, half of couples get divorced. So it's like, you know, we're not, it's not about, it's about being realistic as well. And, uh, and if there was to be conflict or separation in the relationship, here's how that would look like. Exactly, so that we're both are on the completely the same page. So it's not like one person is taking someone else's property, or there's a huge lawyer dispute about this money and that money. And so um, I just made my case for it, and I was like, "Hey, it's really important to have that absolute crystal clarity because when I have that clarity, then I can actually get um, feel more confident entering the marriage and and being like, "Wow, I actually know what will happen according to a series of scenarios, and I can feel like." almost more trust and more comfortable being in this having a prenup it almost makes it less necessary so i forgot how we got from that to a relationship contract yeah, i really i really don't i really remember, don't actually. remember i just, I just I remember um kind of starting to craft it starting to look into it and then and then um i kind of started writing in this legal language and Celine's like uh, <laughs> yeah it's i think very i think we should i thought it was it was like a mutual thing to do. It was like, we should sit down and do this together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. got so yeah, excited. Makes, makes, makes sense. Well, you skipped a step in between, honey, which is that somewhere along the line, you or me were like, why, are, why, why would we wait until something like marriage? Why not also do this in a relationship? That sounds like right. a great idea to get very, very clear on what it is that we want in the container of the relationship. For sure. And just understand like what it is that we want, what it is that we don't want, what our boundaries are, what our standards are, and having that clear conversation. And all I remember is that less than 24 hours later, 
AJ got super excited. I think he Googled a bunch of like legal templates, sends over a Google doc with like oh this God. heavy legal language about us like being I in a relationship. I love writing it. I know you were so excited. And I remember being like, babe, okay, I get that this is like a contract situation, but let's make this language a lighter. little more lighter, human. Let's make it like relationship friendly. And then from there was this really exciting process. I think we spent like three weeks on it going back and forth of just creating this really detailed relationship contract that outlines um, what our relationship is, what our boundaries are, how we want to handle conflict, how we want to handle intimacy, um, how we even want to handle breakup if that should happen. So um, we just like went into detail back and forth, back and forth, had some really vulnerable, deep conversations about our relationship and where we wanted to go and why. And then we ended up with this really sturdy, powerful document that we were both so excited about and have been using ever since. Yeah, and that's one of the things is like, um, really the value is not in the plan itself, but in the planning. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of it. Uh, because exactly those conversations that open up and uh, there's so many things that we didn't know about each other simply were, were spoken about and brought up when we were discussing that um, that relationship agreement yeah. and what you were saying so what was funny actually Tessa uh, reacted to it in the beginning when uh, we said it's like within first week or whatever of the relationship we talked about marriage and she was like whoa so that's <laughs> something that I don't think that this should be in in a relationship in general if you're about to make a contract not necessarily a written contract but you're getting in a relationship with a person it's like there shouldn't be any no-go zones when it comes to a conversation mm -hmm. because that oh. kind of shows us for that hey sure. uh, we're, we're kind of ready for a relationship or we're, we're ready to express what we actually want because this all guesswork because every single thing that we do we actually filter through our own filter right and um, we assume that everybody thinks the same way everybody behaves the same way as we do but if we don't clarify it it's just guesswork yeah yeah and why that's a really excellent point um why is it and, and actually it's not just tessa but so many times where i told people that we were talking about marriage within a few weeks of our relationship and they just reacted this very similarly and it's really interesting because why is it so awkward and strange to have a conversation with someone about that like you know if you are going to enter a vulnerable intimate relationship with a person um a partnership then there shouldn't be anything that's just off the table and a lot of times when people are like oh i would never talk about marriage well why why not oh because then they're gonna think i'm clingy or oh because then they're gonna think it's weird oh well, baby oh i don't want them to get the wrong idea right. right so there's actually all these insecurities and all these um sometimes like attachment styles come in uh, where somebody just won't talk about something that's actually really important to them and they'll just keep it in the back burner until one day maybe they'll like feel confident enough to mention it and that's really silly, especially because when you look at relationships, depending on the nature of the relationship that you're in, but if you are looking to be in a serious, committed relationship with someone and you don't have a conversation like that right in the beginning, I mean, imagine like maybe you want kids and that person doesn't and you don't address or even mention it until two years into the relationship or you have both completely different ideas about marriage and what it's like to be together long term, then that's going to cause a lot of friction and you're not going to find out until it's too late. <laughs> you're just wasting, yeah, exactly. You're just wasting time yeah. Yeah. because you can shortcut all of this stuff, all of the time. I, I don't want to say wasted. I mean, this lessons learned, but those lessons learned can be front loaded. Yeah. If you're actually covering these topics ahead of time. Yeah. It's much kinder to just rip the band-aid and get all the vulnerable oh, out than like drag someone along and waste their time. And I completely had that experience in my past. Like all I, I had relationships that I should have ended like years earlier, but I just dragged things on and didn't speak my truth and it just blew up. It yeah. was horrible. Yeah. And so I, I under I really see the value in this now, but I think my to kind of go back to this question is the when I first heard about this. I think what came up for me is I was like, doesn't that like kill the romance? Like, where's the love in this? So I was wondering if you guys had any perspective on like, does this contract actually like allow for love? Or because you know, <laughs> upon first glance, I was like, this feels very constraining. You know, it actually empowers it. That's the thing. It's just uh, that container is just 
ultimately it's a frame for us to dive into. And that frame can be expanded depending on how it's evolving. So it doesn't, it doesn't constrain us, it actually empowers us. And that's the way the contract is designed. It's actually more empowering in, in its uh, happiness and award-based rather than punishment-based, which was a very interesting point for me because uh, me coming from a military background and like a post-Soviet Lithuania where I grew up, it's just not something that I ever experienced. So that was a, a very interesting learning point for me when we were going through that with Celine and it was it was just a powerful perspective shift. Yeah, and I can say for me personally, having been so burned in the past, being able to sit down and have a conversation, a really open conversation all around, and I think we should delve in next into what's actually in the contract because we keep talking about I it, know, but uh, yes, for sure, Thank but when um, it will become more clear to you um, as you're listening what to what's actually inside of this, having these parameters set out actually helped me feel safe to love. And um, knowing that there was this really powerful container that we were co-creating and we were having these really open and vulnerable conversations in the creation of this contract, when this document was finished, I felt like this like, sense of relief that oh my god I can truly speak up I can be myself fully because again just creating this was a very vulnerable experience and I actually felt the opposite of what you're saying it doesn't feel constraining it feels freeing because now I know that I can truly um, be who I need to be and love the way I want to love in the relationship because it feels so clear and it feels so just um, like we are on the same page. It gave me permission to be like, okay, now I can find, I can fall in love and it's gonna be okay. And you know, granted that love is a risky and scary experience just by nature, um, and there's no way to really you know prove that. But right. it did definitely gave me that feeling of wow, I can truly. Um, address anything I can talk about anything um, and I'm gonna be heard and I'm gonna be seen and that in itself was a, a love inducing experience that's really powerful and yeah now just seeing you guys over the last several months and how you've gone back to the contract and referred to it when things come up it's it's really working out and I, I think it's mm -hmm. a beautiful thing that from now on I'm like number one advocate of contracts and yeah, relationships seriously you know? I think that's so amazing. Um, one quick question I wanted to ask before we go into the details is, do you have any advice for people who maybe aren't crystal clear on what they want and they're like in a relationship, maybe they've been in one and they realize they're super confused and like want to present this to their partner and like how to mm. kind of package that together in a way that will create this love? And yeah, because there's, I know you want to say something, but I wanted to just... Um, intro it which is there's a prerequisite to to um, this relationship contract which is that for us to really be truly be able to to put our heads together and co-create this in a way that has been able to be a, a, a really strong foundation for the relationship we first had to spend time getting really clear on what it is that we want both from ourselves as well as from a relationship and um, I'll let AJ speak to this because this is one of his super clarities, one of his superpowers. But um, just to say that uh, for those of you listening, it's really powerful experience to create a contract with your partner. And it's also important for you to independently get clear on what it is that you really want out of your life. And going back to what we were mentioning in the beginning of this episode, that for you to get what you want out of life, you need to get clear on it, you need to be intentional about it, and then you need to ask for it. Well, that's the thing, that's what Tessa was saying, is like some people just don't know what they want. And the best way to start figuring out what you actually want is by figuring out what we what you really don't want. Which tends to be pretty fucking easy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's it. It's like if you if you have experienced relationships or what have you, whatever, anything in life that you weren't content with, just write that out. It's like I really never want to experience this again. And then ask yourself, what is the opposite of that? So that's the the easiest way to identify. It's like hey. What is it that I really want? Because a lot of us really, it's, it is difficult. Um, I was recently talking to my sister and she's 
thinking about her career and her future. It's like, I have no idea what I want. It's like, okay. So first of all, identify what you really don't want. And that that's one less thing that you have to worry about. Another little exercise that I would encourage you to do uh, is to imagine yourself in a rocking chair at 90 years old and you looking back on your life and pinpointing the moments that you're proud of. That's definitely going to help you gain some clarity of what is it that actually you truly care about and that's going to lead into the, the things that you actually want. Mm. And yeah, sometimes that requires being really, really honest with yourself in a way that might be hard to face, you know? Yeah, yeah. And also know that whether you are um, not in a relationship and you're like, okay, I need to get clear on what I want, or you are in a relationship and you're not quite sure if you're clear. So if you are in a relationship, it's also a something that th that's actually one of the entry points into the contract, I would say, is even saying, hey, I'm, I'm not completely clear on what I want. Here's what I do have. And we need to work on getting clarity oh, like on that. these pieces, you know, so it's not like you have to pause everything okay. and wait until you know what you want. Um, but it is important to get like put your attention and awareness on, hey, I'm actually in a relationship right now and it's not quite working out or I really like this person, but I'm not really sure what I want with my life. Okay, so your homework is to get quite clear on what it is that you want and actually um, even approaching your partner with this idea of a contract and having these conversations is, is the thing that might get you that clarity on what it is that you do want because you will butt heads on certain things and you will get super excited about others and that in itself, how you feel as you're having this conversation is gonna give you more information. And if you are single, then, well, as you're dating, just, again, looking at starting to draw your awareness to like, wow, I really like this. I like when someone treats me like this. I really love this dynamic. Wow, I don't like this. I don't like that. So sometimes getting clear on what you want is, yes, as simple as understanding what you don't want and then drawing your awareness, paying attention to the things that you do like because a lot of times we're just kind of wandering through life liking stuff and not actually taking note of what it is and how we can replicate it in the future so it just becomes this this just wandering and this drifting you know and if you also think about how much we i mean as an entrepreneur i can speak to this how much time and attention I bring to getting clear on what I want, my business and my purpose. The moment I started bringing that energy into what I wanted in a romantic relationship, that's when I started to get results. Yeah, it's like when you don't have energy leaking in direct in directions you're not actually focused towards, it's just gonna drain you, you know? Right. One thing actually I wanted to add is, if you're currently in a relationship and bringing up that contract might be very uncomfortable, but you asking yourself is like, what is it that I haven't asked my partner that I know I deeply want, but I have been uncomfortable to bring that up. That's one of the great entry points and it's definitely gonna be uncomfortable, but uh, that's something that to reflect upon and that's that would be a great entry point to build, to start building that contract. So let's dive into the contract, shall we? Um, to begin, I'd love to hear if you guys sort of had an overarching theme or intention that you've sort of put into it before creating all the details and the sections and whatnot. Yes, so um, as, you, as you know, uh, I always set an intention. That's why I asked. Before <laughs> I start anything, anything. A project, a story, a caption. Um, I am an intention queen so um, I started we started having this conversation of like okay what is the intention the end goal of the contract so um, the intention was to have and this is what it literally says in the contract a pleasure-filled fun growth-oriented supportive and loving partnership and I had to add this one for AJ because he was, as he said, he was in the military and does not understand this. And we actually, we had to add this as an addendum afterwards. Um, we agreed to not use punishment, but rather reward and celebration to drive and grow the relationship forward. Because what we actually saw is that when we drafted out this contract, um, he started being like, okay, well, what happens if you don't do this, oh right? God, like, <laughs> what happens if we don't, um, if, if you don't like abide by this section of the contract? Yeah. And I remember saying, honey, this is not the intention of, and this is, you know, something that even people listening might be like, whoa, the contract, it sounds so restrictive. Well, in that case, it was restrictive because <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to get, well, I, I do want to get spanked. I was not, <laughs> not because, 
not like in a way that I don't enjoy. I'm like, okay, I don't want to get... but not in a good yeah, way. Yeah, but not in a good way because I didn't abide by this, but rather how can we use reward and celebration as an incentive for us to want to abide by this so that it's, it's that. overflowing and not restrictive so this is again this is a really just small but fun example where you create this contract you're gonna go through some variations because you don't want it to be restrictive it's not meant to be restrictive it's meant to be freeing um you know what's that thing you always say with, when they structure creates with great, freedom I was, I was literally just gonna say that with great structure comes great freedom. yeah yeah so i'm like okay so so you it, it is a living document by the way if you choose to create this with your partner remember that it's an open conversation it's meant to free you it's meant to be a supportive loving foundation for your relationship if it's restricting and you just like hate it and resent it then it's not doing its job so the first um, section is really around the partnership and just outlining what the intention is and you know why we're doing this in the first place so it's like that bigger why and grace that will bring us consistently back to um having this be a beautiful partnership and not and not a thing we gotta I have an we gotta abide to I have an indulgent question yes what are some or an example of an, a reward that is come through for you guys like a fun way you guys reward each other for I guess good behavior <laughs> good behavior yeah, it's it's all pleasure. Uh, as as we said, it's all pleasure driven. So um, one of the things, one of the rewards is, um, as far as I remember, was a massage uh, yeah. for, for both of us and couples. Uh, yeah, so that's that's just very very simple uh, things that can actually encourage us to yeah upkeep. This is certain section and road trips, road trips, and then monthly favorite. anniversaries, celebrations. So you, little dates. Yeah. So beautiful. So you guys are just constantly celebrating life in different ways. I love it. Yeah. Aww. That's it. That's something that again, I'm. It was very foreign for me. Um, again, coming from the background that is very restrictive. It's like celebrating is very foreign to me because um, that's just self-acknowledgement then um, actually celebrating achievement is just so unnatural so it's amazing that it also challenges me and pushes me out of my comfort zone and I'm able to introduce something again this challenging is uh, this relationship is growth oriented so that's what we're going after yeah and that's another thing as you're crafting this um just how much you can help one another grow and learn and push your, each other out of your comfort zones and do things that the other person might not be used to but will grow from. So anyways, let's continue. Anyways, so <laughs> the next section is privacy and confidentiality. Yeah, this one can be easily summarized, which is don't talk about each other's secrets. I mean, and, and again, this is one of the things where you know how um, you take this for granted, but it's not. Like it feels how like how many times I, I can speak to this. How many times, and I'm personally guilty of this, and I know that past um, relationships I've been they're guilty of as well, where they your partner will tell you something or say something to you, and it's like, oh, don't tell anyone, or they won't even they will just assume, and then you'll turn around and you'll tell your best friend or you'll tell like you know somebody I don't know like your hairdresser or whatever and it's like hey I did not give you consent to talk about this thing and so um, this is pri the privacy and confidentiality it's just really getting very clear on hey any secret that I share with you anything that's really important to me unless I've given you consent to share it please don't and also anything that's between us uh, just outlining our expectations for what it means to talk about our relationship outside of the container and what is allowed and, and what isn't allowed so that we can maintain our desired level of privacy and again different people so, yeah. have different levels of privacy some people are like please don't ever 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 talk about anything in the relationship some people are like oh yeah I'm fine with you talking about anything and then there's everything in between so getting clear on confidentiality and privacy with your partner not talking at all yeah that's yeah. you Mr. <laughs> and yeah it seems like there's it's like these things that we all assume and then because we assume them we go around and don't actually speak yeah. to them and then stuff happens that we don't yeah. like and then it's just like angry you know girlfriend why did you tell Jill like this this and that like, I didn't know I was supposed to tell him like you know and and then it's just like okay here we go this and then clause you get all for not that. Saying. exactly so yeah it is important to have this clause even if it feels like a no-brainer yeah and the next one I think is a pretty important one time and I know that you know this is something you guys have really worked on and I'd say are quite proud of how it's coming along so yeah. I'd love to hear about it 
time. I mean, one of the most precious resource that we have, right? So allocating that in a way that is conducive to our growth and actually spending quality time, which is always challenging when we're both entrepreneurs and we're both constantly busy and doing our stuff. So we have to establish that container and the boundaries for, hey, what is that at least bare minimum that we're gonna spend on a weekly basis? So that, w- that has been again, um, adjusted multiple times because our idea of, for example, quality time or our idea of what it, does it look like, what is enough was a little bit different because I'm, as Celine said, I'm more introverted. I like uh, just, Hermit I could spend, time. yeah, I could spend a few weeks just researching and uh, doing my stuff in the in my in my room and not see anyone whereas Celine she uh, really recharges uh, by being around people so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah she gets a little crazy when she doesn't get to be an extrovert yeah I'm super <laughs> extroverted so um, yeah and it, it what we, we're really busy you know and I know this is this is the case for a lot of couples like you have your own lives you're busy you're doing stuff and it's really important to carve out intentional time and just to give you an example for you know one of the clauses in that contract it's about at least once a week we will spend a full evening together without any phones without any distractions starting at 6 30 p.m and uh and when we're traveling apart another clause is that um we always say good morning and good night to one another and when we're traveling or apart for more than a few days then we send each other um little reports on how our day was so that we can keep up and um it there's there's yeah and keeping that connection and there's also things around you know if we're gonna be late to let each other know uh, in advance so it's all these things that normally they compound so for example if you're late over and over and over and over over again um, and you're not it just things that like create triggers and so it's just getting super clear on how many times are we seeing each other every week minimum how does that look like so how does intentional time spent together look like and what happens if we can't see each other. So um, it just creates a very clear protocol for us to consistently nurture the connection. And that actually, that point I I noticed in the next section (laughs) also has a really interesting twist to it, which is the sex section. Mm -hmm. And um, I was curious, you know, there's a part in it that says, you spend at least one time a week having a three-hour play date, essentially. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, again, I think it's the great structure comes great freedoms. At first, it's like, whoa, they're penciling in their sex life, their quality time, and all this stuff. But really, it seems like it's working out for you, would you say? Yeah. I mean, sex is so key. to. If we weren't having sex, we'd be friends, That's right? True. And so... Yes. Um, That's why it deserved its own section. And this was actually a really powerful conversation to have, which is what does sex look like? And and that's actually... They don't teach you this stuff. They don't teach you this stuff. And, you know, some... It's, it's really like you just assume someone's standard for a high quality sex life might be once a week. Someone else's might be five times a week. And what that like, what like qualifies as sex also varies, right? There's so, there's so much gray area in this topic. 50 shades so, of it. Yeah. <laughs> and so you, it, it was so important to actually get clear on, okay, what is that minimum for us to both feel that physical connection? Um, what is the minimum, which we both agreed on three times a week. And then uh, one of the things that you mentioned too, there's a specific clause in it, which is that every week we're going to carve out a three hour window to have a sex play day so that we can, well, play, experiment, do things that we don't have t- time so for doing So you're not just week. like having that sex after work where you're tired well, Right, because that happens to so many couples yeah. because you, you basically, you have your whole day and then it's 10 p.m. and you're like, oh shit, I forgot to do this. I got to get this done and then you get it done and then you just like fall half asleep you're you're half assing it um and so i found those are the really different quality to um you know having sex when you have like a three-hour window it's in the morning you can play you can experiment you can try things that like on a tuesday night you're like i'm too tired to do this right now you know so it, it does um keep that connection alive and uh and also there was you know there's even a clause around um we take we each take responsibility to explicitly communicate what it is that we want that was, and then the other person also agrees to openly receive and consider the partner's request 
um, even if they ultimately say no, it doesn't matter. It's like, what is that? How can you, we individually take responsibility to ask for what we want. And also the other person takes responsibility for receiving that request. This actually had me wondering, I think a lot of people would too, you know, this requires you to be quite vulnerable. It's like, do you actually, is this in the contract where you like express your fantasies or stuff that you want? Does that like get included in yeah, this? Yeah, we actually did like a separate thing from yeah. the relationship contract, which is a pleasure profile. Wow. So that's something that also gives some clarity of what we like, what we don't like, what we'd like to explore. So it's just, it's super helpful to, to have that because again, you don't want to be guessing. Some people, some people might be into uh, into some weird stuff uh, <laughs> and that you're not not all about at all. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But yeah, it feels like this contract is actually a really safe way to actually express those desires and have it be you know respected and. It was taken a powerful opportunity to yeah. have a conversation that otherwise we might not have had or would have been kind of weird to bring up. Yeah. And this was the perfect platform to just be like, hey, let's have an open conversation about sex, what it looks like for us, what we like, what we don't like, how frequently, and let's put that down in a way that feels really open and freeing and allows us to have that open conversation about it. I'm starting to be a huge fan of structure. Who would have yeah. thought? And for the next section, best self. I feel like AJ's. I see his face just perking up. Well, that, that's my forte. I mean, I optimize uh, humans. I optimize myself uh, all the time. So, being your best self, it, it, defining what does that mean? It's like we have I identified four sections in life that we get to identify uh, that we get to optimize as human beings. That's biology, leadership, efficiency, and our mental health and mindset. So, those four areas. If you don't have them addressed explicitly, if you don't consider them, you're never going to be a high performer. You're never going to be an optimized human. So, um, again, it's just for for myself to embrace these certain certain points that are outlined in the best self section, and all, all, honestly, for my partner as well, because I want to encourage them to live their best lives. Okay, I obviously care about them because I'm in a relationship with them, so I want to create that container for them to live their best lives. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I was like looking at it and I saw some stuff like, you know, must work out a minimum of two times a week and all this stuff. But I'm really seeing it's not about, you know, trying to be shallow. It's more like I want you to be healthy because I care about you and I want us to have this beautiful, fruitful life together Absolutely. for as long as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this section, what, the way I see it, it's our commitment to ourselves within the relationship. Right. And um, there's we and this is where when you are creating this agreement, what you will see become crystal clear are what your individual values are and then what will also emerge are the values of the relationship as its own entity and for the best self piece it's our values are aligned in the sense that i we really both value wellness we value fitness we value um taking care of ourselves and so when you know you look at the contract it says you know is we're committing to working out at least twice a week um we're committing to eating a healthy diet and and keeping daily hygiene that that's not hard for me to do you know it's hard for me not to work out two times a week so um it's hard for me not or to eat like trash so um this is just an outline of hey we have this baseline standard for how we take care of ourselves and how we um we decide to grow ourselves as actualized human beings exactly. and so um when we come together as that then we just feed off each other and help each other grow so um it's really funny because you know looking at the self you know the best self section i'm like everything that's on there is is easy for me to do and it's something that i mean there's some challenging pieces of it sure but it's something that i'm happy to do even like by myself it's i would good. sign that contract just that section the best self section i would sign that for me right and that's one of the things because standards often vary uh that's one of the biggest things that i've discovered in my prior relationships is like what is uh very mediocre or average standard for me might be a high standard for another person. So actually establishing that and getting clear on what does the best self look look like to you? Because to me, it, it might look completely different. And if we're misaligning in that area, then again, it might not be a deal breaker, but we might have to make some adjustments. So it almost sounds like your relationship has its own set of values, maybe separately from your personal values. For sure. For sure. Because we always talk about this is uh, how there are three 
entities in the relationship. It is you, it is your partner, and it is the relationship. And you have to tend to all of them separately. Mm-hmm. That's a really beautiful way to look at it. I love that. <clears throat> now, would you like to talk about conflict, guys? <laughs> Absolutely. Conflict, I, I'm, I'm going to jump in right away. All because, right. Because conflict is my favorite way of relating to someone. So every what? single person. No, absolutely. Did you know this? <laughs> nope. This is new. Every single person. The truth is in the pudding. In the, yeah. Saying. Every single person that I truly care about and really got close to, our relationship started with some sort of a conflict or a disagreement. What? Yeah, because that's when you're able. That to, is true. Yeah, when you're able to respectfully disagree with another person without bringing your your shit in it in the, that conversation and that disagreement and actually express your opinion and your angle, your point of view calmly, that is the most powerful conversation because then you get to learn so much more about the person um, as compared to just them nodding or you nodding and just agreeing with everything that they say. Well, as someone who doesn't love conflict the way AJ does, yeah, let me speak to it as a minority. I'm like, oh, let, let me speak for the people. <laughs> Um, so as somebody who doesn't enjoy conflict, I, um, I found this section was extremely powerful for us to create. It wasn't originally in there. And then we added it because we had so something, conflict. something came up. Yeah, exactly. It. So you just let everyone know you can continue to add. Yeah, you can, absolutely. It's a living document. And, um, this was the piece where I think a lot of people struggle, which is that we have very different ways of handling conflict. How do you manage that? So, well, number one is understanding how you handle conflict. And that's that's, that's the first piece. This is where that hashtag self-awareness, pay attention to your (laughs) shadows and your shit comes in. But um, learning myself in in relationship. I mean, for those of you who are like, ooh, how do I handle conflict? Well, think about all the major fights you've had in your relationships. If you actually strip away the partner without trying to blame them or point your finger at them and you actually strip away the person what remains the same because there will be things that will be consistent it will be that you avoid or that you stonewall or that you freak out and then you get really aggressive um there will be things that are consistent and that's where you want to look at how you handle conflict independent on who of who is on the other side of that now um that is an important conversation to have because different people handle conflict different ways and we have different attachment styles as well. So, uh, for example, me, uh, growing up as a Latina and having a very, yeah, and very, very fiery personality. I know myself that when I get very triggered, I will, um, get aggressive and I will get very agitated. And then the more you poke at me, the more I will just basically lash out. I know that about myself as opposed to AJ when he has uh, he gets triggered he gets more quiet and more avoidant I would say <laughs> and so as you can imagine that's a that's not a very great combination to have if neither of if I'm trying to handle conflict with him the way I want conflict handled with me and vice versa we're gonna end up just perpetuating the argument or the conflict or whatever you want to call it so it's really important to understand your partner's style of of handling co- conflict and being triggered before you're in the conflict. I'm going to repeat that again. Have a conversation about how you would like to argue or how you'd like to have a debate or discussion before you actually get into it and emotions are high and you're either yelling at each other or ignoring each other or avoiding each other or doing things that are going to hurt each other. Have a crystal clear conversation. Hey, listen, when I get really mad, I need you to leave me alone. Or, hey, listen, when I get really angry, I need you to not touch me or I need you to touch me. And having that clarity and laying it out gives your partner the tools that they need to know how to handle you when you're pissed. So basically, you kind of, when you're, if you're adding conflict to your contract, you need to think about how you react and what you actually need in that moment in order to handle it in a healthy way. Right. Bring yourself, because conflict, all it is, is just a mirror. That's it. It's just a mirror to your triggers. So it might be uncomfortable to just realize that you get to take ownership in the situation. Every conflict is not just, it's not ever about two people. It's about you. Because there is, there is like without, without you, there wouldn't be a conflict. So you comes first and then another person, partner or what have you, comes second. So um, you actually identifying those triggers 
for yourself, and just think about the last conflict that you had. How did you react to it? Did you freeze up? Did you yell back at a person? Did you get absolutely uh, overwhelmed with emotion and uh, maybe felt sad? Just go back to that last moment when you were in conflict and then you're gonna be able to identify I think the what powerful like. thing though is then, furthermore, then asking yourself what you actually need when, you've, when you're acting right. that way. So it's really funny you're saying that because I was just reading as you guys were talking, I was reading one of the clauses from the conflict and it says, section six, 6.4, when girlfriend is in a grumpy mood, she will communicate that and ask what she needs explicitly. Which is probably a hug. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I was in a grumpy mood today and AJ asked me, what do you need explicitly? Oh, and it was, a, it was cuddles. Aww. And so it's, it's, it's really interesting because even looking at it now, I can see how useful it is to understand um, what your partner needs when they are feeling a certain way that could escalate conflict. Right, because then both parties can actually engage in that. If I know what she needs, uh, she doesn't necessarily have to explicitly say that because I already know. So that's that allows us to again create that container and awareness of each other's patterns. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, that's really powerful. I am totally going to use this next time I'm in one. And um, do you guys want to talk about termination? So yeah. This is a little controversial. Yeah, the great one. Yeah. Again, that's that, no, that's pretty again pretty straightforward. Although it makes sense. You know? Exactly. It's like there is a chance that we're going to break up. In every relationship, there is a chance. So uh, just putting that fact on the table, not avoiding it and not neglecting that there's a possibility. It. Exactly. It's just, yeah, uh, I think for some people it might trigger them and like, you know. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> but that's the thing, that kind of shows you that you're, you might not be comfortable with just face value, you know? You know just mm -hmm. the, yeah, and just trying to set yourself up for success and preparation in all the ways possible, so that when in situation and even does feeling arise, safe in that yeah, is, exactly. is really empowering. You know, to know that, for example, um, we have we wrote in in it that number one, please do this in person, unless absolutely necessary. Like no texting it. Like actually, let's have a face to face conversation. And then there's one that AJ added about just like not sleeping with each other's friends for like a period of three months or something. With but again, this, is, this is such a funny yeah. thing. You're laughing at it, but but can you imagine like you break up with your ex and then they like, they're sleeping with your close friend within a month and yeah, just like, horrible. just having some standards and having some, you know, built in respect for each other. And, and that would, because there's nowhere, it's, it's like, if you're breaking up, it's like, you're like, okay, let's talk about the rules of like our breakup. It just, emotions are high. It's not going it's as not well. It's not going to be the best but, time. But even that is like, wow, I, I even feel safe in that. Yeah, so many you know? people get dumped by text messages or phone calls. It's like you just get to not to know that you know it's going to be done respectfully. Yeah, and you know what's really sad that so many times you can have like really, even if it's a it's a relationship that didn't work out or you're not meant for each other, you can have really great relationships with people, and then it just gets completely shattered by the way that you break right. up. Wait, and you know, if you're with somebody and you are with somebody. Uh, enough to like spend your time with them to have intimacy with them um, to let them into your heart then you break up and you never talk to each other again and you're just not in each other's lives that's that's really heartbreaking you know you chose each other for a reason and so I find it to be very beautiful to be able to even end things in, in a way where you can still be in each other's lives even though that's yeah. just that's and again it's this going back to that prenup idea you don't get married to want to get divorced. That's not the intention here. You know, of course, I, I know for myself, I want to get married and I want to be with that person um, for a really long time, if not life. And um, and I'm not thinking, oh, well, I'm going to get divorced. But knowing what the, the parameters like knowing are. Knowing you have that thing to fall back no, on. Yeah, knowing that it's going to be respectful, that we agreed on it, that we had um, clarity on that. Even if that, And if the other person doesn't uphold that, and that's on them, but we got clear on it. Yeah, it feels like it's like a relief, you know, mm -hmm. just like knowing that. And then Possibility. The last section, which is literally one sentence long, finances. Finances, <laughs> yeah, because it was, we added that because so many people were looking oh at, at this that's and they were saying, um, you know, uh, where's the finance? When we posted about it on, on Instagram and, and they said, where's the finance part? Where's the money that's part? Hilarious. And we looked at each other thinking, wow, we, we didn't even think of that. And that's because at this point in our relationship, we're completely financially independent and just our finances don't really overlap at all. And so, um, we just put, you know, we're to be kept 
separate for until further agreement but this this is a really powerful conversation for example who, for people who live together um for you know it, it opens up a conversation for people who like do you want to be taken out on dates you want to split everything half yeah, like how is it so it's a really empowering section for people to to just get super clear on what money means to them and how they want to share money and how they want to be sharing expenses because that's another thing that people just assume based on their own beliefs that it'll quote unquote work out and then it just ends up being disastrous. So it's really important to have that conversation as well. I agree and yeah, yeah is there... Well, and then it just ends, we have another section of you know miscellaneous of um, where we added in just several things that are important to us, such as we agree to never threaten the relationship like in any way, shape, or form. Um, never just m- make any jokes around breaking up or if we're like really angry, like n- none of that. Um, we put things like, for example, honesty is really important to me. So agreement to be fully honest, truthful, and transparent, even when it's difficult to do so. Agreeing to honor and, and love each other as healing partners, just that recognition that we're both healing and we're using this container also to overcome our own shit. And um, one, of, one of my favorites is we agree to tend to the partner's need needs without betraying ourselves and to find compromise when necessary. This was, mm-hmm. you know, this, basically several of our key lessons from our past relationships are in here. For me personally, um, just this idea of, hey, I'm gonna tend to your needs without ever betraying myself is so important. And so we added that and then, you know, we felt very complete once we finished and we signed on it. And ever since then, we consistently refer back to it. There's, there's times when we're, we're having a tiff or something and be like, hey, remember that thing in the contract? Let's talk about it. And it actually helps us um, start conversations about things that we want to shift or change or evolve in the relationship. So it's a really powerful talking point. It's a really powerful reference point and living document that we can keep coming back to to continue to improve and grow in the relationship. Mm. And I really want to encourage whoever's listening to utilize this. I'm assuming we're going to include this in the show notes and for people to use as, as a template because it is super powerful. Not only it creates this container for the relationship, it also tells you so much about yourself. So Yeah. And one of the things that hopefully by now you realize and, and don't have this objection anymore, but I know when, when people first heard of this contract saying, oh, but love is in business and um, you know, just having this really strong resistance to putting something so you know, love or something abstract into writing this way. And um, honey, do you, wanna, do you remember that story around the, the, that we were listening to about the millionaire? The, about, yeah. yeah, love is more important than business. Yeah. I mean, if you yeah. if you thought about it, it's like if you that's nothing. There is nothing more important than love in our life because that's what every single person chases. That's why we get into these toxic relationships because we want to be loved. So there is nothing more important than love. So we want to establish that. And if you have a contract for a business agreement, you definitely want to have a contract for love. That is, yeah. a, that is a fucking good point. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> ask yourself, would you sign or would you do a $100 million deal with someone with no contract? So there's no contract, no legal consequences. Maybe they'll pay you for your work. Maybe they won't. Um, so would you just like handshake on a $100 million deal on blind faith? The answer is fuck no. So why would you trade years of your life, if not a lifetime, 10, 20, 30 years, Jesus, even a year of your life um, with someone and just randomly shake on it uh, when love and your time which you can't get back, you can always make more money, but you can't make more time, is so much more valuable than any business contract that you'll ever sign. So yes, getting clear on what it is that you want and need in a relationship is so important. And like AJ was saying, more valuable than even any sort of business contract you will ever sign. It sets the standard of your life. Correct. Yeah. And, you know, bringing this back into, into even the bigger picture which is, are you clear on what it is that you want from different areas of your life? And today we're talking specifically about love and relationships because this is such a vital part of our life. And um, so many people suffer 
they suffer quietly because you know maybe you have a great business going on and other areas of your life are going and your love life is not because you're not taking the time to ask yourself what it is that you truly want and even if you do know what you want you might not be doing what it takes to just freaking ask for it which sometimes can be much easier than you think yeah it seems like it once you guys put it out there it's really been holding the fort up you know it's really an amazing or rather it's a thing to fall back on that you that's just let your relationship yeah, really grow and it's so freeing you know it's being able to have these difficult conversations these awkward conversations these uncomfortable conversations so early on and being able to navigate those conversations gives me confidence that we can navigate much more difficult conversations and much bigger challenges which in turn makes me feel more confident and safe um, in the relationship to open myself up even more so it's yeah it's really it been allows love to emerge Absolutely. It really creates a strong foundation for love to grow and flourish. So yeah, I mean, for those of you listening who made it this far, I would ask yourself, well, number one, my challenge for you is make a contract, make an agreement or, you know, whatever it is that you want to call it. If contract's too harsh for you, you can call it relationship agreement, but whatever it is, why not? Um, sit down with your partner and just have a really open, raw, vulnerable conversation about, hey, like, what is it that you want from this relationship moving forward? And some of you are listening to this and cringing and being like, oh my God, that sounds really hard to do, or that sounds embarrassing. Or, uh, you know, uh, I remember someone once asked AJ, what if, uh, what if I bring this up with my partner and he, he doesn't want it or he bakes up with me? What, what was it that she yeah, said to something you? Like that. If you're so th- that, that again shows you a lot about your partner and is going to be like a signal if that's a partner that you actually want to be with. Yeah, if you're approaching your partner saying, hey, I, can we have a conversation? or About clarity? Uh, can we get clear what we want in a relationship and they're gaslighting you or leaving you or telling you like, oh, that's weird or judging you? Hear it, that's already information. That's a huge red flag red about flag. Um, the person that you're with to begin with. So um, yeah, if you're in a relationship, I would highly encourage you to have that conversation, to set out some agreements, to, to really go through these pieces and, and see what it is that you want. And if you're single, do this also for yourself. You know, see like if I were to have um, an agreement with, with my future partner, what are some things that are so non-negotiable for me? What are some things that must be there in order for me to engage in this relationship? And I think the bigger key takeaway from today's episode is, are you getting clear on what it is that you really want out of life? Because you getting that clarity and then asking for it is what will get you the relationship that you want, is what will get you the business that you want, the body that you want, the health that you want, um, the, you know, whatever else it is that you want, it starts with knowing what that looks like and then being willing and courageous to, to just ask for it. Agreed. And yeah, it's like the standard, the standards you set are basically the floor to your reality. So you build up from that. So something like this contract really sets it high in a way that actually allows for you to have everything you want and desire and need in life. Yeah. And in the spirit of truth putting, know that this is meant to be uncomfortable. It's confronting AF. It's, it's, it's meant to be like, oh my God. What is it that I want in my sex life? Oh my God, what is it? What does time spent with my partner look like? Oh my goodness, like how would I want to be broken up with? Like these are all questions that we're asking ourselves in our head. We're asking ourselves in our head. And I know some of you listening have been in relationships where you're like, oh, I want to talk about marriage, but I feel really uncomfortable because then this person's going to think that like, I'm asking them to marry me or something, but these are things. These you need to marriage, know children, how you spend time together, where you live, how you work. These are all things that are so important to the quality of your life, and you should be able to talk to your partner about it. So, get clear and know that part of this process and what's really rewarding about this is not just that. Well, number one, um, you'll have you'll attract and keep the relationship you actually want. But I think what's even more rewarding in that, whether that relationship works out or not, is that you get to 
discover more about yourself and who you really want, what your boundaries are and what your standards are. And knowing that is, is it's going to be with you for life. So getting out of your um, comfort zone and, and, and asking yourself these, these tough questions is going to be a really gratifying process to make sure that moving forward, you get what you want because you are asking for it. Damn right, sister. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think that wraps us up for today. Is there any last yeah, words? Yeah, any last words of wisdom, honey? I'm happy with it. <laughs> yeah, well, if you're happy, just, let's leave it Celine's at that. happy. Yeah, happy. <laughs> well, everyone, we're all happy. Is happy. We're happy. Exactly. <laughs> well, and for those of you who are very intrigued by this contract, as AJ mentioned, we will be offering you a free template that you can download in the show notes so that you can get started on your own contract and yeah, have that for you. So make sure that you check it out and make sure that you also follow the wonderful AJ. Would you like to tell people how, how they can find you? Yeah, the easiest way to connect with me is on Instagram. That's human.optimized if you want to become an optimized human. <laughs> For sure. And if you love this episode, have any thoughts, anything that you loved, excited you, make sure that you share this online. So it's uh, at Celine DaCosta, C-E-L-I-N-N-E-D-A-C-O-S-T-A. And at Tessa Mac. T-E-S-S-A-M-A-C. <laughs> always yeah. gonna spell it because yeah, that's true. <laughs> always gonna spell it because there's a lot of misspelling. And yeah, tag, tag us. us. Oh. <laughs> that's fine. You yeah. can, yeah. You can yeah. Yeah. tag us, share with your friends, drop a comment, say hi to us. We yeah, are. and let people know, trigger your friends. Send them this episode. Make them uncomfortable. Make them uncomfortable. Have them question what the fuck is a relationship contract and then have their mind completely changed by the end of it so um help us spread that forward anyways thank you so much for tuning in today hope this was some fun truth pudding for you and we will see you next time see you next week thank you for listening to this episode of truth pudding if you enjoyed today's serving of radical honesty and deep dive conversation please support the show by giving us a five-star review wherever you happen to download your favorite podcasts we'll see you along with the rest of our tribe of conscious entrepreneurs and ambitious weirdos in the next episode Mwah.